1: Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
2: Welcome to Good Calls with Dean Blandino, a production of iHeartRadio.
3: Hey, welcome to another episode of Good
2: Calls with Dean Blandino. Um, a lot to get to, as always. Travis Hansen. Travis changing backgrounds, changing locations. Normally, well, he's in his backyard. Now he's in the bedroom. You know, it's uh, the bedroom, Travis. What, what, what happens? Give me a word. Have two kids asleep. That's what you do. Uh, give me a word to
4: describe it. <laughs> as as you said before the show, when the magic happens. That's
5: right.
2: I knew I knew he wouldn't. He wouldn't resist. <laughs> Joe Madrid. Joe,
3: handling the audio. Joe, what's up? Just hanging out in space here. You haven't in noticed. Space. Scott. You not, do you remember this hat? This was the hat that uh, remember this hat is the one that Cal bought me when we were hanging out in, on Third Street Nike. that one time. Yeah, <laughs> Dean Dean's son bought me this hat.
2: This, this podcast is
3: brought to you by Nike. Um
2: We've got big big sponsors. Scott is on a beach somewhere. Where do you, where do we think that beach is?
5: Caribbean or Hawaii? Looks Caribbean. It does look Caribbean. It does look Caribbean. Yeah, could be Hawaii though. Could be Hawaii. I wish I was there.
2: Don't we all? Two week quarantine. Let's. Right. A lot. A lot has happened. Um, you know, this week, obviously, you know, we had we had seen some of our or the smaller, certainly, the FCS conferences in college football had announced they were postponing to the fall. Conferences like the, you know, the SWAC, the MIAC, the Ivy League, um, all postponing till till the spring. And but this week we finally got. Um, some real big fish, Um, two Power Five conferences. The Big Ten announced first um, on Tuesday that they were postponing the fall season, canceling fall sports um, with an eye to the spring. And then the Pac-12 followed soon thereafter, later on Tuesday, to uh, basically say the same thing. So what does that mean? Right now, you've got the, the, of the autonomy. So if you think about FBS, right? FBS, there's, there's, there's 10 conferences in FBS. There's your Autonomy 5. And what that means is th- those, are your, those are your Power 5. They're, that's your CFP, Big 10, Pac-12, Big 12, ACC, and the SEC. Then you have your Group of 5, right? So your Group of 5 is, is your Conference USA, your MAC, your Sunbelt, your Mountain West, and a missing one, the AAC. So right now, and then you have your independents like Notre Dame and BYU, but but right now we have two Autonomy 5 pushing to the spring. Um, you've got several of your group of five, MAC, Mountain West, um, Big 12, SEC, ACC are all Still moving forward. The Big 12 has said, okay, we're playing. They announced their schedule, a part of their schedule. ACC is saying their medical people are telling them they they can play. They're going to push forward. SEC is still planning on playing. They've they've pushed back to late September. Um, But who knows what's going to happen, right? All I know is I'm going to quiz you guys right now is the Sun Belt is hanging in strong. And we are all going to be watching Sun Belt football. Can't wait. So so let's start to brush up with our Sunbelt our Sunbelt knowledge. Can any of you name one Sunbelt team? Without Googling it? Uh, Without looking it up. one Sunbelt team.
3: Southern Alabama. Listen, you're just you're just throwing a
2: dark. <laughs> This is the same guy that that went, oh, here it comes. hanging out with this kid who went to SMU and he was just like, we were watching the SMU game and he, and he, he Joe leans over to me like an hour into it and he's like, what is, what does SMU stand for? And, like he was like Southern Missouri, you know, South Michigan. What is it? So, um, so it's it's not necessarily Southern Alabama, but the University of South Alabama is in the sunbelt. Mm, nailed you, it.
5: You really you you couldn't really miss that far throwing Alabama, just giving it a directional. school. Meanwhile, if you go to a directional
2: school, it's not you didn't you didn't do that well in high school. Is, is all I'm saying.
5: Well, and what so about ah, those recruits that name, went there?
2: You name. Um, one? I got I
4: got Troy because. My guy Demarcus Ware went there. Um, longtime Cowboy yeah. player, played Troy's for the Always good.
5: good. One yeah. Sun
2: program that we should know. This is a this is a small school that tends to beat the the. It's the it's the David to the Goliath at times.
4: Come on, think about it. Appalachian State beating up on Michigan. That's
2: a Appalachian yeah. State. So. Um, the yeah. raging Cajuns down there. We're going to be watching my favorite names. The Chanticleers, Arkansas state. I mean, Georgia state, um, Louisiana, Lafayette, right. The raging Cajuns. So it's going to be, if Sunbelts can hang in there, I feel like I'm watching
5: a lot of sunbelt. Oh.
4: Strength of schedule though. They're not going to, they're not going to make it to the national championship. I'm just well, going to go out on a limb there.
2: They, so the CFP and it was interesting bill hancock who's the who's the executive director of the CFP did come out and say they're hopeful to still play a four game you know college football playoff with three of your your you know two of your power 5 dropping out um it's it's interesting how that would play out um i again when you look at this decision and and the nca and i think we've talked about this the college football was always going to face bigger challenges than professional football you're dealing with student athletes, right? You're dealing with, you know, the, the, the campus, the, the, the academics, everything that goes into it. These are not professional athletes that are paid that are players union backing them. Yeah. They're not, they're not collectively, you know, represented And to me, it comes down to a couple of factors And, and in no particular order. And I don't know each conference has made their own decision, but you think about right. The health and safety, of, of not just the student athletes, but but everybody involved in college football, um, then there's certainly an economic consideration. I mean, that's why um, these conferences that haven't pulled the plug, you know, are continuing to try to play a season because there is just so much money um, at stake. And then there, there's the, the amateur status. Um, as you think about the, 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 the voice that these, college athletes, these these players have started to, you know, come out. The Pac-12 got together, uh, players from from different schools around the conference and and created a coalition um, to talk to Larry Scott, the commissioner, and voice their concerns, Big Ten players, um, others. So you think about this, you know, does the NCAA really want to see these players start to organize and potentially, you know, use that power? um, Because, look, this system is... Um, it's built on the, the, the backs of these student athletes that, that don't get paid. They, they don't, they don't even have the the rights, you know, that's a big, the image and likeness, um, debate has been going on and, and hopefully that, that, that moves forward. But, um, you know, the scholarship is great, but, you know, think about the time that's spent obviously having to, to, to also um, deal with school and and grades and everything else, and then practice and working out. I mean, it's it's a it's an insane time commitment, and um, I think these athletes should be compensated in some way. I, I just don't know what the what the what the right answer is at this point. Um, but again, we'll see. A lot of people. What's fascinating to me is is um, kind of the the you know I don't think the Big Ten if you, if you, if you look at the coaches and the players, and it's not a popular decision, it's not an easy decision, but it's not a popular decision. You know, the, these coaches, these players, they want to play. Nebraska has gone so far. Scott Frost has gone so far to float out the idea that we'll, we'll play outside the conference. Um, and, and Kevin Warren, the the commissioner of, of the, uh, the big 10 who's in his first year after replacing Jim Delaney, who was a longtime big 10 commissioner um, basically said, well, they, they could play, but they will no longer be a member of the Big Ten. So, so that's a pretty, pretty strong rebuke for, for Nebraska. Um, and, you know, obviously it would be, I think it would send shockwaves through the whole system if Nebraska decided to go off and, and, and play in another conference or, or, or play as an independent. I, I don't know. It's just, um, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. I, I saw the tweet from Steve Sprayer. Did you see
4: that one? I did not. What did he say? And he said, "Well, with, uh, with with the Pac-12 and the, the Big Ten postponing, he said the uh, national championship will will remain where it belongs, either in the SEC or the ACC, because five of the last six have won the national championship. Well, a team from the, from those one of those divisions.
2: Steve Spurrier also was, you know, he coached in the uh, Alliance of American Football." and and it's been i've been through two spring leagues since then so i can't even remember what team he coached um it was somewhere in the south maybe in florida but they had the best record was it orlando they had the best record and when the season that's i i live in the loudest area is a ufo
3: is a ufo landing in your garage
2: I live in, I'm I'm two blocks from the beach, I'm one block from the promenade. You could not be in a better location, but it is loud between sirens and people, unlike Joe, who have cars that have engines that go vroom, vroom, um, (laughs) like to drive really fast and really loud past my place, so... but yeah, was, was Steve Spurrier trying think to
4: get Orlando Apollos? Orlando, yeah, he, he was the
6: Orlando Apollos
2: coach. They were, and they were, in, they were undefeated. And so he crowned them the champions of the AAF when the league folded. Um, so, but here, and I'm interested in your guys' thoughts on spring football, because, you know, I, I know for a fact that when the big 10, you know, as they were looking at this a month ago, two months ago, if you looked at the options spring playing in the spring was the last option it was a a last resort option it was if everything else fails um the spring is 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 the is the last option no one no one wants to play in the spring no one thinks that playing a a full schedule in the spring and then turning around in a short window and playing in the fall is a good idea i mean there's so many issues with that. And ultimately this is where we are, right? This is where the virus has taken us. And I think it's going to be interesting to see if they can play in the spring. Uh, Cause to me, um, I'd love to see a, a spring season. I just don't think you can play a full season in the spring. I think you, maybe, maybe you play a short season, maybe you play six or eight games. Um, and then, you know, and then you give these, these, these guys a chance to rest their bodies um, and go out and, and, and get ready for the fall. The other thing is, is you, if you're somebody who's, you know, in their last year of eligibility and and you're going to be in in the NFL draft, are you going to play? Are you even going to waste that time and play in the spring? Are you just going to go out and, and, uh, and and get ready for the draft like Micah Parsons from, from Penn state. I mean, he's going to be a top 10 pick and he, you know, he's already said I'm I'm, I'm out, I'm done. And I'm going to start preparing for the NFL draft. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, you know, what that looks like at this point. But I don't know what you guys think in terms of spring.
6: Well, I'm just confused how eligibility is going to play out. I mean, that's one of the least pressing issues. But if the Big Ten and Pac-12, which have not canceled, but postponed their season, as far as I understand, if they don't play at all this fall, and then let's say they just roll into whatever the next season is, um but then other leagues play maybe this spring, but if it's not a full season, like how is eligibility yeah. affected? And then, like you said, I don't, I, I just think like if you're splitting the power five conferences from who plays, who doesn't, it, it, it's just a, it's just a big mess right now.
2: Yeah. And I think, and it, it is, and I think it, it kind of underscores or, or not under, really highlights the, the issue with college football and how you, you have the NCAA, but you you have these conferences that have, they're almost like these little fiefdoms and they have their own little deal. And now, like you said, like the, the NCAA has left it up to the right. First they said, okay, we're going to leave it up to the the divisions in terms of fall sports, fall championships. So division two II and three were like, we can't, we, 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 we can't play fall sports. We can't play fall championships. They don't have the resources, and then Division One, you're kind of like on your own in terms of right. If if the SEC obviously will have the resources and they they decide our, our medical people and, and our, our health and safety, you know, people are telling us we can play. and We have the resources to test and and, and to do all these things. Um, we're going to do it. Whereas the Big Ten and Pac-12 have said no. So so it is. It's so um, fractured and. Um, I think it's, it just kind of highlights the the issue with college football and and you have haves and have nots. And, um, that's why, that's why every year we watch Alabama and Clemson, um, in the championship game. Right. And, and, and there isn't, and we watch Ohio state and Oklahoma and, and four or five teams playing in the college football playoff, um, every year.
5: And, uh, there, there isn't a lot of, um, you know, for lack of a better word of quality around the uh, around the college football landscape as a, as a football
4: fan you want to see that I want to see spring football I just don't think it's gonna to happen to me it was like a pipe dream that the media like has nothing else to write about us working in the media we're excited about it we, we see all these reports stories and and then you hear you know I'm listening to press conferences yesterday of all the different ads mm-hmm. and people saying you know we, we look at we can look at spring football but I just don't know how feasible it is and and who really benefits from that. We're going to lose, you know, a lot of our best players who are going to go to the NFL draft. They're going to, they're going to opt out. And the, I see like the people who benefit most from this are the guys who aren't going to be playing professional sports. You know, it's their last year. They get their last year of, of college sports and, and then they go on to the, the real world. And, and, and I
5: think that's, I think that's, and that's an, great.
2: I think that's an important point. I think there's a couple of things. I think certainly there's an economical, there, there's an economic, um, aspect to this, that, that if you can, because these conferences, right, they've got big network deals. Um, you know, we, we broadcast, we lost, we lost two out of our three conferences on Tuesday.
4: I was feeling sick on Tuesday.
2: Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that the big 12 hangs in there and they can do it safely. And, and, you know, we're going to be working a lot on Oklahoma state and, and Texas and Texas tech and Baylor. And I'm brushing up on my big 12 stuff getting ready because, you know, that's, that's what we got. And, you know, but Kansas it is
4: Baylor. That's what I'm talking about. We've had right. plenty of those games in the past three years. Dean,
6: You're telling me you're, you're, you're heartbroken that you're not going to get to do an 8 PM UCLA, Colorado. I'm,
2: football that, I'm game? not heartbroken, heartbroken about Pac-12 after dark. I do. I, I, I am heartbroken um, early, early window. Big Ten, just, you know, you know, late October in Ann Arbor or in, you know, in, in in Iowa City or Lincoln, like that's kind of cool. Like what, when you think of the fall and, you know, my, my seasons have gotten all screwed up since I've moved to Southern California, but you know, when I growing up on the East Coast, and you think of the fall, you think of the, the the weather starts to change. You get that chill in the air, the leaves start to turn, and it's it's college football, right? It's it's you you know that that's a part of it's the fabric of 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 our you know existence, and it is going to be it's going to be weird. It's going to be really weird not to not to to have that, um, but I will absolutely not miss. Cal Utah 9 p.m. Pacific <laughs> kick on Friday night. Like that I won't miss that at all. I'm sorry. Nothing against I mean our, our most fun we had this year was Cal games, but but not at 11 p.m. Pacific. Right. Was it
6: I'm sorry to continue to digress, but was it at Cal Washington that had that 4 hour storm? was it Washington? The-
5: delay,
2: weather delay or something? Yes, yes, Cal. It was was, that was we've we hold the record that will never be broken. We the there has never been a rules analyst hit later or earlier, depending on how you look at it, than that 117 AM Pacific. (laughs) We went on and talked about a targeting call. Pacific. That means on the East Coast, it was four seventeen in the morning. Yeah, and, it, it was Cal at Washington, and it
6: was two and a half hour rain delay. Lightning, so, lightning,
5: lightning delay. That was
2: insane. And the best part about the college rule, and it was we were all over it because it was amazing. Every time there's a lightning strike that's within a certain distance of the stadium or visible, you add a thirty minute. You add. Half hour to the to the clock, and it was like it would get to like six minutes, and then boom, lightning. Another thirty minutes, ten minutes, boom, lightning. Another thirty minutes. That was what did we have that night? What did we order? Did we get taco? Was that one of the last times we had Taco Bell? Fourth that meal. was a Taco Bell night. Can we talk yeah. about Taco Bell for a second? Can we? Yes. Ask? Yes. What's
5: let's let's talk about it. On with Taco Bell. <laughs> First, think get rid of the That's double. Been about this.
2: They First they get rid of the double decker taco and then they bring in some like bootleg, like after the fact, this, this Dorito, it's basically a double decker taco, but they branded it with like Doritos. And, and I'm like, no, I'm not going for that. And then Scott drops the bomb today that they're, they're not serving anything with potatoes. It sounds like everything that
6: has a potato in it is basically being removed.
2: I don't remember sure. them having
6: much of a potato.
2: Is this, is this now, now I'm going to say one of two things like are we do we have a potato shortage or did somebody no. in the potato industry say something racist and they're getting canceled? Like what's happening?
5: I I,
6: it, it, I I know there was an article earlier in the year where they had to just throw away potatoes because there were, there was a surplus of potatoes. Too many yeah. potatoes. Yeah. So they are getting rid of, here's Hey Dean, yeah. I, I, here's a list right now starting thursday so tomorrow i guess uh as of record time they're getting removing from the item
5: i mean removing these items from the the menu the grill yeah there it looks like there's two at least at least 3 but well what's it called a potato um well here, i'll I can give think you think of anything on the menu with
4: potatoes there's I, a potato? I, I know there's taco a potato, taco? wyoming place has potatoes
6: there. well there's cheesy fiesta potatoes there's oh, a yeah. the cheesy yeah, yeah, yeah. potato loaded griller
2: that might be it right
3: just potato taco instead of Okay. They they put
2: potatoes in it. I didn't. To me, potatoes are not a big staple in the Mexican food. In Mexican food, well, well, they aren't. But it's Taco Bell is not traditional Mexican.
6: It's uh, it's Taco Bell. You know, they're getting rid of the Nacho Supreme. That's leaving the menu. Seven Layer Burrito. Who's who's making these
2: decisions? I don't know. We got a Taco Bell. Did Taco Bell? Did the did the guy that run runs Taco Bell? Did he have like? A son that was like kind of a like a goofball, and then and now he's running. Now he's running Taco Bell. We reached out to that goofball, but he wasn't available.
3: Mark King is the CEO of Taco Bell.
2: Well, he's ruining it. (laughs) It's like a Tommy Boy situation. Like what's
3: happening? The funny thing is, he got in in August of 2019, and I got to tell you, if Dean's making, if Dean's giving an evaluation, I think. Awful. Probably. Ever, ever since August
2: 2019, it's been awful. Like what <laughs> is going on? Like, we gotta get this. Day. We gotta find out. I want. Let's let's do a little research. I want to find some dirt on this guy so we can get him out. Let's start a Twitter okay. battle get with him. him? Can we get him canceled?
3: But can we, however, we go the menu and find something racist on the menu. However, Dean, he's also the Wendy's, the Wendy's guy, and you love Wendy's, so
4: mm. we need to make Taco Bell great again, right? Wait, wait. He's the
3: Wendy's guy. Wait, too? Hold on. How does that on. Hold on, Mark King. Oh no, he came from Wendy's. No, he came from Adidas. Okay, I'm reading it wrong.
2: Because <laughs> <'cause> the Yum <laughs> you. Wendy's and Taco Bell at the
3: same time. If, if you go to if you go and to the Wendy's, stock, is, is a different guy, Todd Penninger.
6: Yeah, because the, the, the top the stock ticker for Taco Bell is under Yum Y U M Yum Brands, which is like Pizza
2: Hut, Taco Bell. Yeah, wow. they're all connected because you can go in, in New York. And I don't. I've never seen it here, but in New York City, see too. You can like one stop shop. Yeah, There's combination like AFC, pizza hut. Taco Bell Pizza Hut in Dude. one place.
3: There's a mm-hmm. whole song, the combination Pizza Hut and Taco yeah. Bell. Yeah,
2: yeah.
6: by Dance uh, Racist, I believe. That exists. but like, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. It's a great song. It it's a, a song. great anthem. But I, I'm. I'm very upset right now because the Taco Bell that I knew is being destroyed Ooh. and uh, it, it's not good for, uh, you know, a lot of Americans out there. Also, uh, strictly speaking about potatoes, I have many vegetarian friends who like to go to Taco Bell who sub meat for beans, but also they can get like a loaded potato burrito. Yes,
3: when I was a vegetarian, that's, that's who I was my go to. The- I did the same exact exactly. thing.
6: And they're losing out because now like um all the other fast food taco places in LA still have those options and then Taco Bells just saying like we don't care. Wait, have yeah. it, have uh Dean or Scott, have you guys had a
5: vegetarian uh stint in your life? Yeah. No. Yeah? I mean not a not a kind of it. Not a full my ex
2: was vegetarian oh, okay. for a while. And so whenever we went out we'd go to like vegetarian, vegan. And I mean, it was fine. In LA, it's not a problem. It's very easy. In New York city, it was fine. Like you can get, it's, you know, and what's good if you go to what was great about New York city is that you didn't necessarily have to go to a vegetarian, or vegan restaurant, but you could go to certain, certain types of restaurants that just felt like we used to go to this great Ethiopian restaurant that, that that Mm. there just wasn't a lot of meat. And it was amazing. And, And you, you can yeah. go to different ethnic restaurants like that and just have a great meal and not really be in a place that was specifically vegetarian. Or one of
6: my... Yeah, I, I am not a vegetarian at all. And I've never been. But one of my favorite Thai places in LA is all vegetarian and vegan. And I'm like, the flavors are amazing. Obviously, Indian food is always a great go-to also. Sure, oh, Indian. Yeah. Oh
5: yeah, ton of
6: Indian, hey, bro. But you know, Taco Bell. I'm taking off the list. Sorry. All right,
2: on that note, let's go to break. When we come back. We'll talk a little we'll lineup. Up. Though.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you coming? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools.
2: All right, we're back on Good Calls. What's up? Let's transition to the NFL?
5: NFL. Um, you know, as a, as opposed to college, which there seems to be just a lot of chaos, knock on wood. The NFL, it's
2: been, um, you know, obviously we're still, you know, training camps just started. Um, not a lot of contact yet, but... It's it's been quiet, which is good. And and there was you know uh, Dr. Alan Sills, who's the chief medical officer for the NFL, did release um, the latest testing, um, the results and the and the numbers. Travis, what was that? I know uh, Kevin Seifert from ESPN had tweeted it, and I and I had seen some other some other tweets. But what what was it? The number was astral- yeah, it looks
4: it looks really great. It's 109, just over 109,000 total tests of all personnel through Tuesday. Overall, at zero point four six percent positivity rate, um, that includes just over or just under ten thousand people tested league wide um, at the start of training camp. One hundred and seventy new positive tests, one point seven percent, and fifty three of twenty eight hundred and forty players at one point nine percent. So that that
2: seems pretty great. Yeah, and and obviously, look, we haven't started you know blocking and tackling yet, and and that's that's obviously um, you know. Adds, you know, kind of ratchets it up a little bit. But I think what what a lot of teams are doing is they're creating right bubbles within their own little world. Right? I know the Saints have talked about okay, it's it's voluntary, but they're going to have hotel space, and you'll be able to go to hotel. And versus doing, you know, going doing your normal routine, there are there are restrictions in place where you know players can't go to um, they can't go to indoor nightclubs or or indoor um, venues with 15 or more people there, there's, you know, gatherings are, are, limited to a certain number of people. So again, it, it still is the honor system to some extent, but, but violations will be held, will be dealt with, with fines and, and, and discipline. Um, but so far so good. And it, it's going to be, um, we're just gonna have to continue to watch this because now we'll start to, you know, we'll start to start hitting in camp and not that there's a ton of padded practices really anymore. Um, and, uh, and we'll just, these, these numbers are going to be something we obviously, we obviously continue to look at, but there's going to be right there. There's going to be positive tests. that's, that's just the reality of it. And then it's how, you know, how do they deal with it? Um, can they, because, you know, I know we, we had looked at some of those protocol documents. It's extensive. Uh, you know, I know Joe didn't, Joe didn't really care to look at it. got kind of perused. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of restrictions in there and, and, uh, you know, it's, but I'm, I'm encouraged by the testing so far. And obviously the NFL has the resources, um, the testing protocols that they're using are, are top of the line. I, I did get just, this is just sidebar. Um, I had two, two friends of mine that were in, um, that were in Miami. Um, they went to, uh, they went to the stadium. I guess that's a testing location. They went, got tested, and within an hour, they got their results. Um, and this, these are just two people off the street. So, so if that level of testing is available to the general public, you got to think that
5: the NFL is in um, you know, in a good spot with, with what they're doing. I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's, there's not much to say where it's like, uh, I, I and
6: I don't mean to be negative, but yeah, this is, there's a very low percentage right now. But it's like they barely report it, you know. Well,
2: this, yeah, Scott is Scott is our, you know, Scott's the guy that likes he wants to report the negative news.
5: Mm-hmm. He, he claims to be
2: the realist. He's the realist. Travis is 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 Joe positive. Joe is he's our resident kind of um, what's the word. Mm. Oh, I'm so excited. You're, you're a resident, uh, I don't know, multiple personality disorder. Okay. Is that- <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. Like sometimes you're, you're generally positive. I'm an emotional guy, bro. What do you want me to say? You're, you're, you're definitely emotional. There's no question. You're definitely emotional. Um it was interesting the 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 other news that came out was on the game officials, right? The officials have their protocols. Obviously they're 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 represented by a, a union and uh and so they have an opt out option and that opt out is uh for Thursday August 13th is the deadline. From what I'm hearing is at least 5 officials, on-field officials have opted out. And uh and so what the league then has to do is they have to they have to replace those officials and I, I know everybody kind of everybody gets a little worried when you start saying replacement officials. I mean, but we're not talking about replacement officials. We're talking about college officials that were that were going to come into the league at some point. These are were the top-rated college officials that have been scouted and have been in the officiating development program, which is the program that the, the NFL uses to to scout and, and develop officials, um, college officials. So, so new hires are happening. You know, this week. And, uh, you know, I know of at least two that, um, college officials that were hired this week and, uh, and yeah, but those officials that opt out, um, basically they'll get a, a $30,000, um, fee for, for 2020 and they're guaranteed, uh, their, their officiating employment in 2021. Um, so, you know, if you have a, you know, an existing condition or you have a family member. Um, Then it makes sense. And I know some of the officials that opted out do have family members that have issues. And, and, uh, you know, obviously that's that's first and foremost. Replay officials can opt out. Replay officials would get a $10,000 fee um, for 2020 and then guaranteed their position in 2021. I don't know if any replay officials have opted out yet. And uh, but it is when you think about it, um, you know, you already had your normal turnover. Um, four or five officials, new officials being hired. Now you're going to add another, maybe four or five, um, and officials this year, and that with the number of new officials that come to league the last couple of years, and you have a you have a, um, a less staff, and 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 that's certainly something that you watch, know, uh, you know, with these younger officials that they they just have to continue to get reps and, and continue to get better. Um, so you know, but, but that's the that's the latest on uh, on the game officials. Um, you know, the I guess from a positive test standpoint, who's the the biggest name to test positive? The Doug Peterson, really.
5: Um,
4: yeah, Matt Stafford is a player, and, and I mean, watching hard knocks,
5: though.
4: Matt Stafford was yeah, right, right, and and the the Lions were pretty salty in their in their statement about it. I don't know if you saw that. What did um, they say? They they were just like they were just saying, and, and now this guy had to miss time because of a false positive. I, I don't remember the exact wording, but when I read, it, I was like, "Oh, they seem a little bit salty about this." You know, it, the quarterback it, has to sit out.
2: Lions were whining in the statement.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it, just maybe a little bit. Maybe that. Maybe that was just my opinion. But
6: this, this, that, the the week he's missing right now is really going to make the difference from them getting seven wins or
2: eight this year.
5: Ooh.
2: (laughs) Detroit, that was not me. I did not say that. I'm thinking 11 11 wins playoffs.
6: I mean, it's like the the NFC North is what it is. We know the Packers are going to be pretty good. The Vikings are going to be pretty good. And the Lions will surprise us in ways how they lose. (laughs) <laughs> it, it, it is what it is <laughs> only in
4: Detroit it, it's very sad it's, it's so Dean then what do you think is if, if there's an outbreak though within a team like if you if you see what's happened with the Cardinals who haven't played baseball in two weeks now like how how do how do these guys how does this happen like, how does it even happen first off like you know all these same guys on the team they get tested every day and then all of a sudden all these positives start showing up. Like well, one I guy, how does one guy get past the, the security and like all the testing? Like, I don't...
2: well, I think that's the issue with, yeah, I, I think that's what the NFL has. That's how they've chosen to deal with this, that you, in, in theory, right. You, you have somebody that leaves the facility and they, right. They get exposed to somebody outside the facility that has COVID. They, they then, they then carry it. Right. But that, the, the incubation period is what three to five days, so so they could come in, they could test negative, right? Go out and practice and spread it around, and we still don't know that that person is positive, right? So so that's I mean I'm not Scott's our resident medical expert. Oh yeah, and all the asymptomatic. That's stuff how that's how about. I yeah. see it happen right. if it happens, and certainly you're going to that, and that's where that incubation period kind of kind of screws screws with us a little bit in these in these in these scenarios and uh you know and ultimately but that's that's why you have right they have the trace the tracing mechanism where okay if somebody does right come up with a positive then they can trace you know who have they been around obviously they're supposed to social distance um during the you know when they're in the facility and it's really going to be that You know when they're actually practicing, when they're actually you know playing games, where where you know you hope it's outdoors. Um, You know we're not in a in a in a closed enclosed space that that you don't get that transmission. But like I said, I don't. If if the experts disagree on this on this virus, I certainly don't know what the you know the answer is. A question to um, just to jump
6: back because you know, we, this, this this is a podcast about officiating, first and foremost. Um, if, is there, I didn't read 100% through like the COVID official things, but if an official uh, gets sick or decides, can they opt out in the season? And how many, is there enough replacement officials if an entire crew is basically having to miss a week? Because obviously these crews go, from city to city or they get shuffled a little bit, but what happens if like three or four officials like from multiple games have to be quarantined?
2: Yeah. I mean, this is something that I've dealt with in the past, just in terms of your normal attrition during the season, you could have injuries, you could have illnesses, you could have other things that come up. Um, And we've dealt with everything from, from, you know, the, the ligaments or muscle injuries to actual, you know, a heart condition or, or something significant, somebody diagnosed with something and, and and now they can't work. So you always have, you know, you have 17 crews of officials. Um, and on any given Sunday, um, you, you like that, right? Mm-hmm. You, the most, the most you can play since you have 32 teams are 16 games. So you always have one crew that's off, right? And then when you when you factor in buys, you could have multiple crews that are off Thursdays and Mondays, right? And then you have your Thursday night and your Monday night crew that are also, especially your Thursday night crew, could double up, right? Monday night's a little bit tougher, depending on where it is, but Thursday night you could work Thursday and then double up. Um, Welcome to Santa Monica, <laughs> <laughs> like, like leaning on the horn. Like they're in Midtown Manhattan and the delivery truck is blocking the entire side street.
6: There's probably six cars on the road
4: out there right now.
2: That's what we're doing right now. That that
6: was necessary. What's crazy too is I know where Dean lives. There's no reason on either the cross streets that he's at for anyone to be honking like that because there's a lot
2: of room. Or you can just go around. The street is so wide, there's no to <laughs> lean on the horn like that. Like you're you're a douchebag. And and that good segue, well, not a segue, but foreshadowing. We're gonna talk about douchebaggery after the break. But
5: um
2: and I haven't I lost my train of thought. where was
5: I? Oh official- the officials
2: and and groups. And- so so you're always gonna have additional officials um that can work. Um this year, you know, they're going to look at, they're, they're, they're certainly going to be, there's going to be a regional aspect to to the crews. I think you're going to see crews mixed and matched throughout the year. So you're going to have, because you think about football officials in the NFL, it's it's very, think about hotspots for football in the country, right? Mm-hmm. That's how it's, that's how football officials, that's, that's kind of where they live, right? You have a lot of officials that live in, you know, the Midwest that live in Ohio or live in Pennsylvania or live in the Southeast, right? Florida, Mississippi, or out West, they live in California, right? You don't have a ton of NFL football officials that live in the Northeast, right? But there are a lot of NFL teams that are in that Northeast. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see the regional concept and how you're going to, um, you know, mix and match, or maybe, Certain crews are going to work certain teams more than normal. Normally the restriction is you can, you you can't work a team more than twice during the same season. I think they're going to break that. I think they're Mm going to break that consistently. Um, the reason you do that is because you don't want to create a situation where, um, you know, there's a familiarity that can, that can create issues. There's, you know, you just increase the opportunity for something controversial to happen and now you got to go back. You know, if we screw up a call in Philadelphia, now I have Philadelphia three more times, you know, that's a problem. So you just try to move people around and, uh, but you're always going to have additional officials. Um, what I'm more concerned about is a crew gets to the city. So the way they're going to be tested is, um, Sunday game. They're going to be tested on Thursday before they leave for the game, mm-hmm. and then and then when they arrive on Saturday, they will get tested again in the league city. Um, negative, negative. We're good, right? No issues. But if I think the biggest concern is negative on Thursday, and then for some reason we get to we get to Atlanta on Saturday and four officials test positive on Saturday. And now you got to figure out, okay, how are we going to get four replacement officials to Atlanta um, in 24 hours? Right. You know, in that, before that kickoff. And I think that's going to be a challenge. I think you're going to have to have people on the ready. You're going to have to have people within driving distance. Um, you're going to try to limit the number of times people have to get on airplanes because you know, you can get infected that way. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you're in your car, less chance of something happening. Um, unless she's the frequent truck stops and, 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 you know, socialize and commiserate. I don't know. Is there an opportunity then for,
6: you know, music playing? And then you're like, Hey, is that Mike Pereira's music? He's coming out of the booth to go back down to the field. (laughs) That's
2: That's number 77. Is that, is that number 77? It, and, it, and he's back, like 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 Ogie Oglethorpe. In, in <laughs> well, he tears he tears his suit off, and underneath he tears it, tears his just, suit uh, off. You know, yeah, just the stripes. He goes out and officiates the game. Yeah, and, and kicks nine calls in the game. As yeah. Joe and Troy sitting next to him. Wait, Mike, where are you going? It, it is. It is. Um, I don't think Mike being out there, but it's certainly feasible where we're going to have, we're going to have late last second replacements. And, uh, and, and you think about it, it's, you know, you could have, you could have a replay official go down. You, there's a lot of things that could happen. Um, so the behind the scenes stuff is going to be, it's, it's, you know, I can't imagine. I mean, I dealt when I was in that role with the logistics and I had a really good person that worked on the schedule and managed that for me. And she was awesome. Um, but this is a, this, this I've never dealt with anything like, this. like this
5: is, um, you know, can you hear that? It's that music? music? It's like a mariachi band. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, I don't know. It's, it's amazing. It's, um, yeah. Did that music take us to break. <laughs> this is a, from a logistics standpoint, it's a nightmare. Before we go to break, I do want to, I do want to take a quick moment to, to recognize, um, Howard Mudd passed away and the sad, um, long time, long time coach in the NFL. This is a guy that's been around forever. And, uh, and, and he, he just recently passed. So condolences to, uh, to his family. And, uh, you know, that's a guy that when you, when you saw Howard mud, like that's a football coach. Like when you looked at him like that, that guy was like, I just pictured him back in the day in the, Remember the bike shorts and the you know, long the long socks the the long socks and the 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 polo shirt and the whistle around the neck and like he he was a football coach a football guy and a and a, and a pretty good guy so
5: um
2: just want to take a moment to that and uh, oh and lastly um before we go to break, we talked about spring football earlier, but Wait, wait! Can you maybe can you smell what the rock might be cooking in the (laughs)
5: spring?
2: Yeah, got a deal, got a steal on that. Is it possible that we could have some jabronis playing football in the spring?
5: The XFL. Yeah, is it possible? Like
6: I was reading some stuff. I'm like, I don't feel like now. You know a little bit more logistically would it be possible to spin it up in time for summer or is that still just too much of a tight timeframe? And we're looking at like 2022.
5: Well, the plan for XFL from what
2: I'm hearing is spring 2021.
5: Wow. Okay. That's a tight
4: turnaround.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know for sure, but that's the idea bubble concept. Um, I think what's fascinating about this, and you obviously you have the right. The rock obviously has the wWE connection, and you go from Vince McMahon to the rock. And all I did, if i if I'm lucky enough to get the opportunity to continue to work with the XFL, all I'm doing is changing my my text message gifs from Vince to the rock. I mean, is you know when we when we talk about the XFL. but so I think what's really what's fascinating about this is it's actually, Danny Garcia, who's the Rock's ex-wife, that's going to be running running the XFL, and this is the first time um, in I don't know if all professional sports um, history, but in certainly North American sports, where um, a female, you know, a woman will be will be running a sports league, which is awesome. And um, you know, and like Travis mentioned, they
3: got it. What a deal! Fifteen million. I thought that was a deal too. You know, I feel like we should have just bought it. Yeah, because
2: all, all we need, if we pulled all our money together, we'd need another what? 14? Fourteen point five million. Fourteen something. Like, yeah. <laughs> 14 million. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's. I think it's exciting to, and ultimately, as heartbroken and as sad as, and I know I was. I think we all were. were were upset. Even Joe was you know, watched that last weekend and was, was pumped about XFL football. I think what, as, as sad as it was, I think the silver lining, those five weeks prove that if you do it right and you have the right people and the right broadcast partners, spring football can work. And, and, and I think that is why this group has come in and they see that. And, uh, and I think, um, I like the fact that they're not looking to reinvent the wheel that they're sticking with the XFL brand. And, uh, and we're just going to go XFL 3.0 and, uh, and let's see where it goes.
4: Run it back, baby.
2: I'm excited. All right, let's go to break. When we come back,
5: we're going to talk about a great American actor who has left us.
1: Far too
5: Thanks right, we're back and it's, it's strangely quiet
2: in Santa Monica right now at this point. Not, not a lot of background noise. Um, I do want to say, I, I have a confession. I went, I went a really good stretch um, from April to June without having one single peanut M&M. Um, I am so off that wagon.
5: Like I, I picked up a now I'm going to kind of school you on M&M portion sizes, right?
2: There's, there's the, the little baby packs, right? Which, which are the, you can get them in the, you know, the individual packs. They have like four M&Ms in them, right? Trash. Don't even wait. It's my theory. No, like the ones you get at uh, when you trick or treat. Yeah. Yeah. The trick or treat ones. Um, my theory, and I talked to you guys about this and I'm a hundred percent sure it's true, but I don't have any, you know, science behind it. The the smaller the bag, the worse the m M&M. m Okay? So those are the worst. Then you have those those individual. They're not individual, but they're like the bigger one. I don't know what you call it. Like checkout a regular, like a regular right. size. Check. There's two types of checkout lines. There's okay. the small one, and then there's what they call the sharing size. I, I guarantee do not. My recommendation, and I'm a peanut m M&M m connoisseur, never get anything smaller than the sharing size. Okay. Never. The m ms are never as good. Okay. Sharing size. Okay. Then there's, then there's a, there's a sharing size checkout line and then there's an aisle sharing size, which is bigger. And it has the, it has the, the snap, you know, the, the thing that snaps together,
5: you know, that you pull apart. Yeah. You have to tear it. Yeah. And then, and then, after that right there's there's a family size right which is that's where i start to share
2: is the family size everything less than that i won't share but the family size you start to share <laughs> then there's
5: the mac daddy which is the party size so on monday i bought a family size okay i
2: ran through that by tuesday and then on Wednesday, I picked up a party size to hopefully get me and the boys through the weekend. So,
4: so you're sharing with the boys. That's good. At least yeah, well, it's a
2: party, you can
5: okay. party size. You can you can share. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. And I'll, <laughs> I'll say I didn't I was skeptical, but
6: I am a believer in what Dean has said now, where the bigger the bag, the fresher they are. versus. You don't know how long those smaller bags have been on the shelves or whatever. The bigger batch bags, they do taste better. We had a little bit of a taste test this last fall, yep. And
2: uh, I got, I'm on board. Good. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the packaging, if it's what you said, Scott. Some of those other smaller ones, the air gets in. I don't know, but it's a real thing. Um, Wilfred Brimley passed away. Wilfred Brimley, we were talking about this and I want to talk. And Scott, you did a little research. I just want to talk about ages of actors. Wilfred Brimley. What, how old was he, Travis, when he passed? Oh, I, I, I'm not sure. I think he, this I, guy's been America's grandpa for 50 years. He, he, he died August
6: 1st and he was 85 years old.
2: In, and if you ask me, when I was 10, Wilfred Brimley was 85 years old. <laughs>
4: he's looked the same for for fifty years,
2: forever. Like in Cocoon, Scott, how old was Wilford Brimley in Cocoon? Okay, so Cocoon, the first film,
6: was nineteen eighty five. So he's born in thirty four. So which means he was basically wait fifty one. Yeah, but like you know, with filming and everything, it's like he was probably fifty in it.
2: You know, like. 50. And Google Wilford Brimley, he was two years older than I am right now. Okay, so the, the,
6: quickly it says, he was 49 when Cass turned 50 in the middle of filming.
5: Of the I'm 48. Yeah. Wilford Brimley was a grandfather in Cocoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's one of those guys who just
2: always... And he's always like, Wilford Brimley could sell me anything. What was the other ads he used to do? He used to do like insurance or something. Diabetes. Something. No, he was the diabetes he guy. He the diabetes guy. Mm-hmm. He, the guy is, he, whatever he said, it was like, you could not
5: not trust Wilford Brimley. Oh, you're right. He, he was in Liberty Medical. Yeah, yeah. I, I always remember that. Yes.
2: And he was probably doing Liberty Medical commercials for people over sixty-five. As one of them, at fifty-two, mm. he—he <laughs> like, he, unbelievable, Wilford Brimley. What what else was he in? He was in so much
6: stuff. He was in the one movie I love him in is The Thing. Uh,
5: the Kurt Russell he was Alien Lakers, wasn't he? Uh, no, no. Who am I thinking? Oh. Oh, yeah, that's
6: Jack Palance. Oh, I'm thinking of Jack Palance. Okay. Oh, but but hey, we in not um, like not on the podcast. In a text message, I also pointed out that in the movie City Slickers, the yeah. midlife crisis that Billy Crystal's character is going through is that he turned thirty nine. Thirty nine, and you're like, I for whatever reason I always thought he was much older. Also, and now one hundred percent older. I just turned thirty nine.
4: What, yeah, what where are we going to go
6: guys? But We're going to go
2: herd cattle. Well we've got we've got Travis just had a birthday, Joe has a birthday coming up. We are going to do I'm hoping to plan um you know a birthday dinner next week sometime if we maybe we can all just get our masks and go somewhere and, and have a nice meal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'd love to just see what the Blandino
5: chef can whip up too, you know. Ooh, I could make Ooh. a birthday
6: lasagna,
3: dude. Make a birthday um, what's it called, Gordon Ramsay? Ooh, you want to do a birthday beef Wellington, bro? I'd love that. I was in oh. I was in Tahoe this week, and I gotta go. I don't know. I gotta go get a be I gotta go get a tenderloin.
2: I gotta see if the butcher has it,
3: dude. I was in Tahoe, and they have a the Hell's Kitchen there, and you couldn't get a reservation. I wanted to go so bad for the Wellington.
2: Yeah, we Luca and I want to go to the one in uh, Vegas. Um, track. but hopefully when things open up we can do that but RIP Wilford Brimley um <laughs> just like I said America's grandfather
5: for a very long time oh here we go oh, there's a crazy on. on the street yeah exactly the uh the sports books Joe
2: talk a little bit about that just how COVID has impacted sports was it was it July? July was the first month since 2013.
3: That that, that Vegas to took a took a
2: books in Vegas took yeah. a took a loss. So think about that, all you all you sports gaming, all you all you people that bet. They hadn't taken a loss since 2013. What happened in 2013? Because I was reading that article and the, the
4: year or this the reason this one was a loss. Was because of all the futures bets for football futures bets. What what happened in 2013?
2: I don't know
3: what would it, what would have been the issue in 2013, Joe. I I don't know. You gotta you gotta tell me, You gotta ask me these questions. You gotta give me a minute to prepare. Oh, look look <laughs> it up. We can talk about the future bets that uh that. The bigger
2: point is is like you you're you're chasing. It's a pipe dream. the,
3: the house always wins. Right. Well, it's a, the reason the house always wins is because, <clears throat> I mean, you're flipping a coin essentially, and you're paying a dollar ten when you lose, and you're paying a yeah. You're making a dollar when you win. It's simple math, but people think that you know, whatever. Everybody has a shot, I guess. Everybody has a shot.
5: Um, I'm
6: a quick article suggests that 2013, the uh. The the bad month basically was the British Open. Books lost a lot of money during July
3: July of the, yeah British Open. Phil
6: Mickelson was a twenty five to one long shot to win, and he won. Ah.
2: The twenty thirteen NBA Finals were.
5: Uh, let's see here.
3: Was that he- LeBron and the Heat? Well, Apparently it was the Game Spurs Six. Spurs were minus five thousand favorite to win the game. Oh, the Spurs! For that's LeBron, the game. James when and Ray Allen hit improbable three pointers, and then they, they should have won that, that series. And Ray Allen hit the three. And LeBron hit the three. Yeah,
2: yeah. And so people were betting in
6: during that game as well. Spurs looked like they had it handled. So I'm sure mid
2: game action
6: was getting
2: crazy. It's amazing how one game and one golf tournament. But I could see Mickelson because he's so popular. And like I like I don't know a ton about golf, but I, if I if I had to bet on it, like I'll throw some money on
3: Mickelson. I'll throw some money, obviously, on Tiger. And at twenty five to
6: one, you're just like I'll throw a little bit down, oh, and then dude, the
3: payouts. He's easy to cheer for too. The one You'll, this week that uh, Colin Morikawa, he people went crazy on that dude they lost they probably lost a lot of money this month on, on that win because he was like a huge dog huge yeah a lot of people like them people love betting underdogs it's like it's like betting on Rudy you know is he gonna make it on the field everybody wants you to know I read about Rudy and, and I did
2: not know this and I I'm upset that I know it now have you ever heard Joe Montana talk about Rudy yes you know Joe I know. Montana played with Rudy yeah. Oh, yeah. And he didn't. He didn't come out and and necessarily debunk the whole thing, but he didn't really like. He Validated. wasn't like. Look, we know it's a movie, right? So yeah. I get it. It's a movie, but he was just kind of like, eh, you know, wasn't. We used to kind of make fun of him, you know. You know, and and I was like, I'm not <laughs> uh, I'm not listening. <laughs> Um, But it was just interesting to hear him talk about it. And, and I guess, you know, he did, right. He did. They did carry him off the field. Um, He played like more than, I think he played three or four plays. He did get a sack, Um, but it was just, you know. Is it it carrying him off the field the way that like, I was a terrible
6: athlete in high school,
2: but everyone was like, Hey, Scott got it. Like, he's good. That's what Joe Montana kind of made it out to be. Like, it was like, it was kind of like a funny thing. Yeah. We we were carrying Rudy off the field, like, as a funny thing, whereas I'm watching the movie, and I'm literally, it's the most inspirational thing I've ever seen. Like, (laughs) with with Charles Dutton, like, like sitting there and the whole, and it was, and, and what was fascinating was that, um, i just checking the Dodgers score. Um, was that they filmed it, obviously they filmed it at halftime. They filmed parts of those part of that scene, the last game scene, at halftime of an actual Notre Dame game. Oh, that's interesting. You tell, if you watch the the movie again, you can tell the scenes that they filmed during halftime, and then you can tell the scenes that they didn't. And they had like because it's just a very like narrow perspective, and you just have a, a little bit of the stands and you see the coach on the sideline. But then when you get a wider view, you have all the fans and everything else. And, and, yeah. uh, and,
5: uh, you know, it's, but yeah, listening to Joe Montana talk about it was, was fascinating. Um, but again, it doesn't, it's, it's Rudy. I mean, the guy, he went through so much. He's a tax fraud, right? Didn't Bet, he
2: trouble his, best, his best friend died is I they completely glossed over the fact that his brother started dating his girlfriend who he was supposed to marry. Um, he comes home for like Thanksgiving or Christmas and his older brother comes home with his, with his girlfriend. I was like, that's not cool. And he goes to Holy Cross. He doesn't get in, doesn't get in, doesn't get in, finally gets in, thinks he's going to get in the game because one coach tells him he is. Then that coach leaves. The new coach doesn't want to help him. Um, it's uh, all right. You convinced me. I'm gonna watch
6: Rudy tonight again. Yes. <laughs>
3: um, you, know, you know, I read the. I read. This is kind of embarrassing, but I read the Rudy's Rules for Success book when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> of you did. And my friend, you my Do friend, he said, he used to always get in the car, hang out with me, and he would he would make fun of me. And Rudy Rules for Success. What'd you learn this <laughs> week? Remember any of the rules for success? Does one stand out? Uh, I don't remember, but my buddy who used to make fun of me is still living with his mom. So there you go. <laughs> hey,
2: so the, the rules
3: worked for you. Uh, I don't know. If, yeah, of course.
2: You're not living, he's not living with his mom. How are you, Joe? You're a, do you have, um, you're pretty good with like fashion and stuff. And you, do you have anybody that you follow or you just, is it a, just a, a sense that you
3: have? or is I, there any? You know, for a minute, I thought you were serious. And I was like, wow, that's a really nice thing. <laughs> Here you are. No, 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 no. I'm being serious. Like you've got like, is there anybody you follow? Cause I've started, I've, I've got like a mentor
2: now. You do? I have a mentor. Yeah. It's not me. Fashion mentor. Not you. I've got a mentor. Oh,
3: <laughs> I don't really No, I don't. I just, I just like what I like. It
2: just comes to you like those outfits that you'll throw together. <laughs> a, it, that's just, that's just natural. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, do you walk
4: into a store and just say, like, you see the mannequin? You're like, yep, that's it. I'll take it. Never.
3: I've like that. Never in my no. life would I, I. That's the worst thing you could do, actually, Trav I, don't I want exactly what's on that mannequin right there. No. I try he, to get what most dudes he, don't like. So that, right now,
2: yeah. if, you were, if you were, Joe, if you were going to give Travis fashion tips, knowing what, how he dresses, go ahead. Yeah. I would okay. just say size down a little bit. Your let's pretend Travis. Let's pretend Travis is is single and he's you know he's ready to mingle. Where do you where would where, where where he wait? Where size down. I'd okay. say size
3: yeah. down a size. Your your stuff's a little big, and um no more plaid's.
4: Oh, plaid's. That's his dad plaid, though. <laughs> no more that's plaids what I, that's what
5: plaid. I have
6: <laughs> if, you, if he didn't have, if yeah, if you weren't with, if you were just a single guy, no kid. And you were just getting back out there, yeah. That that's pretty, re- Joe. I think yeah, that's yeah. absolutely reasonable. Probably you'd want to work on layering.
3: Just get some good patterns. Good layering some- would be good. I think earth tones would look good on you with your with your skin tone. And all right, all right. good and, to know. You know the like shoes. It. We got to work with, work on the shoes. But other than that, you're good, man. You look great. You mostly only
4: see what I wear to the office. Like if you see me now, it's it's now it's t-shirts, Billabong shorts. And it's football. beach time. It's yeah, beach that's time, time with Travis.
3: Uh, yeah, but that's, that's, all that's I married wear. dad Trav, dude. We're talking single Trav, jump kicking dudes out of the club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know some skinny Doggy jeans Trav. or some like joggers with some Jordans on with ha- backwards hat. You're gonna kill someone. Boom.
5: Backwards
3: hat. Like, dude, stuff. did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> that? That dude jump That, that some finely dressed
2: dude. That drop kick that other guy. He looked like a Caucasian rattlesnake coming out of
5: nowhere. So, yeah, so I I started, you know, I, I like to before bed, um, I like just kind of
2: get on YouTube and just watch random videos, maybe, you know, whatever. And I started like, I don't know why, but I kept this guy kept coming up in my in my YouTube in um, like with like grooming tips. And he's a he's a male model. And his name is Weston Boucher. And he's, and he's from Southern California and he's got like his own Amazon page. And he just, the dude is super cool. And he just gives like advice to regular people, like regular dudes about like, like grooming tips and, and, and moisturizers and other stuff. And I'm like addicted. Like, I'm like, teach me Weston. Like, what do you got for me?
3: Yeah. But and this, uh, Dean, this, I mean, I'm looking at this guy, dude, he could look, this dude will look good in anything. He's shredded. And yeah. like a perfect jawline, come on. He's,
2: he's a male model. Yes, we understand. He's a good looking <laughs> dude. He gives he gives diet advice. He gives workout advice. Um, just general life advice. And he's like super cool and down to earth. And he's not you know what? Dude.
3: I'm going to start another one of these for the 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 normal man who doesn't look like a male model. Just a regular dude. <laughs> he's yeah. he's trying to help.
2: He's yes, he looks like a male model. He's a good looking guy. He has all of these things. But the stuff,
5: the way he does it, like anybody could do it. Like anybody could do it. Now, in fairness, it does look like he lost a lot of weight, got, got a
6: better haircut, and got like ripped. So he didn't,
5: you know, this is, his
6: six yeah. pack is made in the gym and the kitchen. It's not natural. Yeah. So
2: let's give a shout out to Weston, who I just heard of for the first time. Yep, I'm telling you, ago. You just watch one of his videos. He, he he does tend to
5: talk a
3: lot, but I'm I'm I, I like it. I'm in. I mean, he's yeah, he, you know, good looking dude, and I'm you, you don't you dress nice though, Dean. Even when you don't, even when your stylists aren't dressed, you dress well. But I think what you I've kind of noticed your wardrobe, and I think you just go in to like the really expensive place and buy like the expensive shit, and you're like, well, if it's expensive, it's gonna be cool. Is that so?
2: It's interesting you say that. I've always I think. I do have that, I do have that mentality sometimes where like, if I'm going on, right, I have to, my vacuum broke. So I went on Amazon to buy a vacuum and I didn't even like read the reviews. I was like, Oh, that one's cost more than that one. That one must be better. I'm going to get that vacuum. Right. Which is the worst way to do it. Like absolutely worst way to do it.
3: Why wouldn't you have called me, dude? I know all about vacuums. Do you really? Oh yeah. Dyson from (laughs) Costco. (laughs) Dyson from Costco is a way to go, you can return it anytime. Wait, which one is? Just get a Dyson from Costco and every 2 or 3 years swap it out for the new one. But see you're not okay. frugal, like I'm frugal like that. And I'm not, by the way, I'm not I'm not talking shit like you don't you're not wearing like gaudy Versace over the top expensive no, 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 stuff. But, like wear you wear it. a nice pair of jeans. You it's not like ugly, look, you know, you know what, it's not what ridiculous. What I really
2: like is um, Fury. theory. I love theory stuff. And it's it's kind of
3: expensive,
5: but it's really good.
2: If you um, could listen, if you could uh,
3: look as good uh, as Travis with old navy, then you yeah. got you know you're doing right. Those so
6: guys. not to you know make fun of everyone, but we we went on a derailed conversation about the best vacuums. This is definitely old man territory.
2: <laughs> well Travis been, Travis, Scott is building his own PC, so <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is this is a hiker in cordless vacuum. That's the one I
3: ordered. I don't know. Brandon of Landino. <laughs> Guy wants to be friends on Venmo. He also wants to FaceTime everyone. Dude, WTF.
5: Yeah. What, <laughs>
3: who?
2: Actually, there's a guy that he tried to... I wanted to be friends on Venmo. Like, I didn't even know you could be friends on Venmo. But to me, that's taking this virtual
5: friendship thing to... to way too far like venmo like what Turn also up. can i add just why ever have
6: public venmo
5: always, pri-
2: always private why why that's the other thing yes why do people pick public
4: i didn't know there was an option i think mine's always been public
2: no of course there's an option you
4: go i private had no idea and i, I was want- just wondering why why am i able to see what people are sending each other like within my people I have
2: on my contact like I'm looking okay I'm on Venmo right now and and it's insane that all these people
5: are doing like this okay tie-dye joggers Refing August 7th 9th weekend gracias golf Kurt Kurt's money river please give to Z to give to Maxine yeah it's like I don't care like they, they're treating
6: the
2: feed as if it's like this social feed. It's like, no, yeah. I don't even look at that. Friending me on Venmo. Venmo, I love Venmo to pay, you know, to pay that way, but I don't want it to be public. And then do you, do you have any, do you ever have a friend that just wanted to
3: FaceTime? Dude, my brother today, I'm just sitting here. There's and he no just Facetimes me. He's There's like, hey, I'm no going to come. Reason. I agree. Young people, that's a young thing. There's young no reason I
2: that. FaceTime with my kids if I'm traveling. There's no reason to FaceTime. When I see people walking down the street FaceTiming someone, if Joe, I will FaceTime you if I'm trying to fix something and I think you can help me. Yeah. Right.
3: It, it's that's it. There's no reason to FaceTime. No, dude, Travis, that's a young people thing. They people wow. young, if you're like under 30, under 30, 32, they don't even call, they FaceTime everybody. It's like, dude, I don't want to. I'm walking through the mall. I don't need you watch walking with me. Just you want to can, talk, can talk I, to can I complain about old people real quick? Which is when they have a
6: call and they're holding the phone like this, but yeah. oh, it's on yeah. speakerphone. Yes. yes, it's like it's a
2: walkie-talkie. But
6: yes. just put it if it's that close to your face, just hold it to your head, and then you don't need the speakerphone part on. Because uh, and I swear it is mostly like older people who I do that without question sense. yeah They're like ah where where am i going where am I? Yeah, it's just like, yeah just
3: people they, that talk they, on speakerphone they, in general they never have the, they never have it's always on ring
2: right oh, well, that's always I, <laughs> all of last year
6: in the
2: studio <laughs> doing a hit and luther's phone is ringing and it's and it's and it's 50 cents by 50 cents or or rocky or rocky or just a just a ring ring I will never ever. Even ever. even Pereira has his yeah. phone on, and he's
6: like, mm, "I'm gonna be." He's gonna go on the air, and it's ringing, it's what, ringing.
3: What would be like a funny challenge is like everybody gets you get to pick your friend's ringtone, mm-hmm. and you have to keep the ringer on. Just, oh, no, I mean that that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> it'd be hilarious. That's not bad. I like that. I like that. Let's do that. Okay. Next time we can be in public. Let's do that. Well, Is that gonna happen? So wait, was, did you even tell us who the guy was that he wanted to FaceTime, or that's two separate things? The guy, the guy that always wants to FaceTime. The guy wanted to, the guy didn't even the
2: guy just wanted to. He friended me on Venmo or sent me a friend request on Venmo. I was like, no, I'm not friending anybody on Venmo. And another friend that
3: just just FaceTime all the time. Okay, so that was two. We really gave you guys two bright and blandinos in one. Yeah.
4: Huh. I'll I'll FaceTime with like obviously with my parents, and yeah, then and like and then like friends who I want to see them and their kids like just because that I don't live near them.
5: Like, yeah, yeah, that's
6: that's different, right? Like, mean, if, I call, to... if I just call if I just Dean right like
2: tomorrow yeah, I'm and I'm FaceTiming, I mean yeah. like I would I literally I would I would text you, the rest of you and be like Scott's <laughs> a weirdo and he's out of the group. <laughs> What about like like this kind of
4: group call? Like if you just send a, a FaceTime call out just randomly to a group of friends, is that out too?
3: It's only well, cool if you like plan it. Like, hey guys, let's let's all grab a beer and especially yeah. with COVID, let's, let's I think do a group FaceTime.
2: I certainly look, I get it. I get during the quarantine and now like I can, I can see why FaceTime would be, right, when you want to see people that, you know, but in a normal world, if I got to call Scott, I'm not FaceTiming him. Like, right now, now I think also if
6: I out of nowhere FaceTime you guys and I had something really funny or something to show you, then, then but like if I'm just a hey, dean, just wanted to see your face, yeah, I,
3: no, the problem like is the first time you, you you abuse it, it's done. Yeah, and if you FaceTime me out of the blue and I pick it up and All there's right. not like so an emergency, it, okay, so when is it okay to FaceTime? when there's something you need to see or some okay. sort of an emergency? So I think,
2: I think, I think. People that you don't, people that live in another state, family, kids. You're traveling. I think that's okay. So I think family, like I Facetime with my mom sometimes. I Facetime so that she can see her grandkids.
5: Great.
3: That's totally. 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 Inbounds. That's inbounds. That's. Accepted. What about what about if
6: I use the restroom and it looks really funny and I gotta show you?
2: Guys?
3: That's a picture text.
2: Oh, okay. Fair enough, fair enough.
3: <laughs> picture text is different,
2: exactly. Okay. That's the other thing. So even, even if you see something funny, right, the picture text is still the first thing to do. Then it would have to be something actually movement that you would, that the picture, the still picture would not capture that you could FaceTime.
6: Uh, like, here's an example
2: that, I probably still just send a video
6: of it, but like if I saw... Pereira out at a bar and he's dancing. You
2: would video, and, you would video it, and then send the video. yeah. And then I, rather
6: than like, guys, you got to
3: see this. Like, I agree the because then we can we could we could have lots of fun with that later on down the road. Exactly. We could make gifts. That's and,
2: the the faith of, I, I'm honestly thinking Facetime there isn't even when there's something funny. I don't think Facetime's appropriate
5: unless you need that person or you, you interact
4: or add to what's going
2: on.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, you know, I don't see another
2: reason or like I FaceTimed, I FaceTimed Bondo um, because I had, I something was going on with my camera that I brought and, I, and he was going to help me fix it. So I FaceTimed him so he could actually see
5: it. But other than that, I,
2: yeah, I
3: don't. That's That's within the rules for
5: sure. But if you're going to just, FaceTime, you'd be like, hey, I just thought it'd be cool to see your face and talk like this. I'm just, you're weird. No, I'm not doing it.
3: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. We're all in agreement, I think. Yep. All
5: right. Well, that's it. That's a rule. That's a rule. This has been Good
2: Calls with Dean Blandino. Please follow me on Twitter at Dean Blandino and at Dean Doppler. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Rules Podcast, and be sure to rate our podcasts on the iHeartRadio app on Apple Podcasts. Good Calls with Dean Blandino is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease,
7: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is...